Welcome to the August 23rd, pardon me, August 13th edition of Liberation Station. I guess I uh, got to set my time machine back a little bit. This is Chris Steiner. I'm your host for this evening. The call-in numbers are in Pinellas County, 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. The toll-free number is 866-826-1340. That's 866-TAN-TAN. 1340 and the Altel free call is star 1340. The website is theliberationstation.com. That's www.theliberationstation.com. And uh, that's a transition over from the last website, which uh, shall go unnamed, but of course it's uh, far easier to remember now. That's theliberationstation.com. And at the end of the show, we'll have the show posted as we do all previous shows. I'll try to have that done within. Uh, two hours, but hopefully within uh, 30 minutes after doing the show this evening, I'm getting better at updating the site. So uh, you can tune in and say, did he really say that? And uh, wonder um, no more. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the uh, highly inflammatory subject to some people of the uh, health care bills that are being introduced and the plans and the proposals, but mainly the most popular one we'll be discussing because it's the, it's the uh, <clears throat> Marky Waxman bill. Wax me, uh, <laughs> Waxman Markey Bill, whichever way you want to put it, and uh, that's HR 3200. So uh, if anybody was wondering whether there was an actual bill out there, because there's propaganda that there is no bill, therefore there's nothing to talk about, there's there's nothing to discuss. Well, that's not true. It can be found, and uh, the link to that um, is up on the website at theliberationstation.com. And uh, first, we're going to be starting out, though, playing a little off slip-up, uh, if you happen to have that um, ready. Okay, that's uh, that's Obama at the recent town hall meeting two days ago, and um, he, he made a little admission that uh, is quite surprising, but uh, not to those of us who know of the eugenics, the genocidal plan by uh, members of this administration that have actually, they've put in black and white writing, like, the science and technology secretary, or czar, science and technology czar, John Holdren. He's written about it in EcoScience, and uh, he's written things like we need to have intrauterine devices or uh, contraceptive devices that would be removed only upon approval of the fatherland if they think that uh, it's time for you to breed in between deployments, perhaps. And, uh, or perhaps uh, they'll become a, uh, the new matchmaker in a fascist society. He's also written about putting sterilants in the water and in the food and, and the kind of obstacles there would to do such things like they might be toxic. Well, that's the whole idea, but, uh, you know, he wants to make it sound good. He wants to make it sound like population control is necessary when the only purpose for it is to make it a little bit, uh, make us a little bit more manageable to control. So uh, there are things like that and much more... Um, yeah, you even uh, suggest chemtrailing, uh, putting things in the uh, atmosphere um, to <laughs> to poison us, and uh, it's all an eco science. Nineteen seventy seven book that he he wrote um, he co wrote with two other authors, uh, Jane and Paul Ehrlich, of uh, the Bush administration fame. Oddly enough, who are admitted eugenicists, but um, then there's also Doctor. Uh, Dr. Ezekiel Emanuel, who is writing, has written the White House Policy for Healthcare. He's the brother to uh, to Rahm Emanuel and uh, Chief of Staff Rahm Emanuel. 
and uh, and what he writes about his health care rationing. We'll, we'll be playing a clip in more detail on his views. Uh, Michelle Bachman actually read some of his uh, writings out on the uh, floors of Congress. So we'll be playing that. But first, let's play a little uh, slip up of it of Obama's uh, admission um, two days ago at the uh, town hall meeting. Now, I, I recognize, though, you make a legitimate, you raise a legitimate concern. People say, well, how can a private company compete against the government? And my answer is that if the, if the ins private insurance companies are providing a good bargain, and if the public option has to be self-sustaining, meaning taxpayers aren't subsidizing it, but it has to run on charging premiums and providing good services and a good network of doctors, just like any other uh, private insurer would do, then I think private insurers should be able to compete. They do it all the time. I mean, if you think about, if you, if you think about it, uh, you know, UPS and FedEx are doing just fine, right? The, the uh, no, they are. I mean, it's it's the post office that's always having problems. So, right now, you've got private insurers who are uh, who are out there competing effectively, even though a lot of people get their care through Medicare or Medicaid or VA. So, there's nothing inevitable about this somehow destroying the private marketplace as long as, and this is a legitimate point that you're raising, that it's not set up where the government is basically being subsidized by the taxpayers so that even if they're not providing a good deal, we keep on having to pony out more and more money. Well, what an admission did he say there? Well, FedEx and UPS aren't having any problems. But you notice that he stuttered just before he made that comment. He stuttered incessantly. So I wonder, was it this lack of teleprompter? I don't think so. I think he was just a, it was just a slip up. He was probably saving that little, that little uh, quip for dinner time, probably. And, uh, and he let us know that uh, his plans really, uh, his plans really do include subsidizing of, of uh, the health care plan or the, uh, he calls it insurance reform. But uh, that's, that's just an amazing admission. I just had to play that starting out uh, as I try to um, access some of my show notes here. The call-in numbers in uh, Pinellas is, uh, and I'm sure this will be a, a very heated debate tonight for those of you who are concerned about the health care system that they're trying to impose on us. And uh, I'd like to hear from you about any of the uh, instances you might have had of uh, maybe a confrontation or uh, something um, revealing that might have happened at a town hall meeting that would be um, that would be uh, something that uh, maybe wasn't reported on the news the number here in Pinellas County 727-441-3000 and toll free 866-826-1340 that's 866-TAN-1340 and the Alltel free call is star 1340 website is theliberationstation.com and it looks like I'm getting into my notes uh, for the show here on my little thumb drive and uh, and we're also going to be talking a lot about the actual bill itself because uh, I actually have a copy of it here I'm right about to pull up in front of me and we'll go over some of the key sections um, 
that are uh, that are in the bill that are th that are just astonishing. Like uh, Section 163 has really gotten a lot of people's ire up, including my own. Uh, when I looked at the section on in the actual bill, it allows for automatic withdrawal from your bank account if they don't uh, if they think that you're making too much money for the uh, procedure that you have too much money in your account and you can afford it, well, that means that the government's own private insurance would be able to withdraw it. And, uh, and um, let's see, first I'm going to get into, uh, get into a uh, switch gears for just a moment because it's such a, such an astonishing, um, such an astonishing uh, headline or such an astonishing development lately. We have a, an organization called the Southern Poverty Law Center that's very dubious in many ways. They've issued many retractions in the past and uh, on other issues, but uh, that would take too long to cover this evening. What they did is that uh, they allowed, uh, they've allowed on their, on their website uh, a, a comment from one of their registrants, one of their supporters, and uh, the, the commentator on the Southern Poverty Law Center website suggests that Alex Jones, who is a very famous uh, radio commentator, can be heard on this station 9 to 10 uh, a.m. in the morning, Eastern Time, every day, and uh, it'll be a rebroadcast of the previous day. And, uh, and Alex Jones, uh, by the way, is, before I tell you what they say about him, he is his web he has many websites but there are two that are very popular either one of which would be more popular than Rush Limbaugh's or Sean Hannity's or Glenn Beck's or Neil Bortz or any of these other bloviators uh, on the talk radio and uh and those are infowars.com and prisonplanet.com infowars.com and prisonplanet.com either one of those websites gets more traffic than uh, Rush Limbaugh or any of the other commentators, and yet the media ignores him as much as they can or try to marginalize him because he's not left, he's not right, he's not partisan. And, uh, and uh, I'm going to start this article here um, on the Southern Poverty Law Center because uh, they uh, have been exposed as having, uh, in the past, having uh, ties to Elohim City, from which Tim McVeigh uh, sprouted or trained, allegedly. And uh, you know, it's allegedly um, independent, but uh, see, the Southern Poverty Law Center tries to uh, stand up um, as a uh, as a bulwark, apparently, against the right wing militias and and against uh, homegrown terrorism. When in fact, the uh, AP and Salt Lake City newspapers, like uh, uh, they they exposed, they got what they did is they got um, from separate lawsuits, they got document the same document that was redacted showing that the southern poverty law center at least had foreknowledge and was likely involved in elohim city so they uh, couldn't claim that uh, tim mcveigh's attack was a surprise uh on uh, and that's on the uh, murrow building in oklahoma city but um now catching us up to date what has the southern poverty law center done lately they've uh, called one of their supporters on their website has called for an execution of Alex Jones. And I, uh, I'll just read the article before I throw in any more commentary. I'm just so outraged. Uh, despite the fact that the Southern Poverty Law Center linked InfoWars and Alex Jones with Pittsburgh cop killer Richard Poplowski earlier this year because Poplowski had left comments on Alex Jones's websites, 
comments on the Southern Poverty Law Center's own website that call for Alex Jones to be executed for his political beliefs have remained online for four months. Southern Poverty Law Center's concern about comments on the internet which call for violence does not seem to extend to their own website. In a response to Southern Poverty Law Center's smear piece, which connects Poplowski to Jones, which remains uncorrected despite several other large websites making retractions on the issue, a commenter compares Jones to the, quote, Taliban, Nazis, and ruthless fascist dictators, end quote, and says that people like him blow up clinics, fly planes into buildings, hang people, and shoot cops. People like, oh gosh, I'm just, well, name one good example, that's what I'd have to say. The respondent then advocates that Jones and his ilk receive, quote, a lethal injection or a bolt of electricity, end quote, i.e. that they be executed by the state simply for espousing political viewpoints that some may disagree with. And uh, this is me interjecting here. Chris Matthews this week said the same thing about those who are uh, protesting at the town hall meetings. Uh, now, this is the actual comment, uh, continuing with the article from the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center. Hawkeye said on April 15, 2009, at 9.39 a.m., this is about extremism, folks, white supremacists, conspiracy mongering, ilk like Alex Jones, religious radicals, political zealots, eco-terrorists, and so on are nothing more than a irritating proverbial boil on society's butt. There is no reasoning with these mentally deranged nutcases, only handcuffs, prison, or depending upon their crime, a lethal injection or a bolt of electricity would do them, the innocent potential victims around them, a world of good. Sadly, Poplowski is only one of many. I, I expect to see more violence. And uh, that's, uh, that's an excerpt of the message. The commenter then laments, quote, I expect to see more violence, end quote, seemingly oblivious that he just advocated people, killing, people be killed by the government for the words they say. Notice that this fool identifies his own personal power. I'm adding here that uh, he, he identifies his own power with the, own, with the power structure that's existing today and thinks that it's going to do some good for him if he's a rat. Uh, or if he's uh, <laughs> if he's somebody who uh, says such provocative things. Continuing with the article, the comments were made on April 15th by a person calling themselves quote-unquote Hawkeye. They have remained on the SPLC website for nearly four months without being removed. The Southern Poverty Law Center routinely cites internet chatter advocating violence as an excuse to push their anti-free speech agenda, and yet, when their own supporters threatened violence, it's seemingly not a problem. Other respondents to the article highlight the fact that the tragic death of three police officers during the incident was caused by an escalation of a domestic dispute and had nothing to do with Poplowski's political beliefs. Poplowski's mother-in-law threw him out of the house because his dog had urinated on the floor, and she had then called the police when Poplowski became threatening. However, in the days after the event, numerous leftist blogs attempted to smear Alex Jones and Infowars by claiming that Poplowski was a fan, despite the fact that his comments expressed vehement disagreement with Jones for not sharing his beliefs. This led to several large websites, including Raw Story and Crooks and Liars, to issue retractions and withdraw the accusation, something that the Southern Poverty Law Center and the Anti-Defamation League have refused to do. 
As we've reported yesterday, the SPLC have issued a new report which recycles bellicose propaganda about how, quote, right-wing extremists, end quote, are planning to commit acts of domestic terrorism because they are upset with Obama. As we highlighted, every major act of domestic terrorism in the last 20 years has been carried carried out by the federal government, from Ruby Ridge to Waco to the Oklahoma City bombing, with court documents now proving that Timothy McVeigh was being groomed by FBI handlers. The SPLC has worked closely with Homeland Security to issue quote-unquote threat projections. Over the last few years, demonizing gun owners, constitutionalists, and libertarians as terrorists, the latest of which, as an FOIA Freedom of Information Act request revealed, was not based on any reliable supporting evidence whatsoever, but was merely the product of Department of Homeland Security agents surfing around the Southern Poverty Law Center's own website, as well as widely a debunked disinformation fringe blog for a matter of hours. That's the end of the article. Now, my comment on this, uh, my additional comments are that, uh, number one, it's interesting now that the Southern Poverty Law Center would take on beliefs, such uh, totalitarian beliefs, as the uh, fake libertarians Glenn Beck and Neil Bortz. Glenn Beck once said uh, before, this is during the campaign, before uh, he could keep a lid on Ron Paul's popularity or before, before he realized that he could not, uh, he used to say that Ron Paul's supporters are dangerous. And you can check out those videos on uh, video web hosting sites like YouTube and online. Watch the video uh, on Glenn Beck's own show. And uh, Neil Bortz is another one who's repeatedly called for Alex Jones to be put in a concentration camp. I remember about two years ago when the news came out that, uh, not the news, but um, this was news that was just uh, exposed on, um, it was really broken by Alex's site to a a call, I mean, Alex's show. A caller to Alex's show called in to ask him if he knew about the fact that uh, the BBC's reporter, Jane Stanley, and uh, as well as uh, Aaron Brown, by the way, of CNN, both reported that uh, Building 7, World Trade Center, Building 7, had already collapsed, and it had not. It was still in the background. Aaron Brown, uh, you could catch him stuttering because uh, him being a New Yorker, he knew that that uh, what Building 7 looked like, and he, he, he started cor- to correct himself from his uh, appointed script and say that, uh, well, it's collapsed, or it's about to collapse, and, and uh, we're receiving word that it, it's unstable. And Well, you can check out the YouTube videos of Aaron Brown for yourself on Building 7 or World Trade Center Building 7. If you do that search, it'll come right up. Or Jane Stanley of the BBC, where she reported it without uh, batting an eyelid because, uh, you know, she, she, of course, was also following a script. Interesting how these news mouthpieces are given scripts to uh, coordinate, uh, to orchestrate these terrorist attacks. And uh, and so um, I uh, that that's uh, this news was broken on Alex's show. Um, it went big on Alex's show, and uh, and went all over the over the web and, and gained such great popularity. So um, I, that was a great time. I thought I'd call up Neil Bortz and asked him what he thought about it. And uh, I asked him what he thought about Jane Stanley and Aaron Brown on uh, on the news, telling us that Building Seven had collapsed before it actually had. Neil Bortz asks me. Are you a supporter of Alex Jones? And I told him, I asked you first. Neil Bortz hung up on me. And then he says that he thinks that Alex Jones and all of his supporters uh, 
should be put in concentration camps, and Alex should lead us in a daily prayer vigil. Okay, so I called up Neil a little bit later, uh, a couple weeks later, and uh, asked him, I let him know that uh, he's not really that credible having said such a thing as Alex should be put in a concentration camp, and then he denied it. I guess he forgot that he had actually said such a thing to me, but of course he cut me off one more time, so I couldn't rebut or <laughs> remind him of uh, his totalitarian statements. But it just goes to show you that uh, these attacks from the left and these attacks from the right are coming because uh, they're so terrified of nonpartisanship of the police state that both parties are constructing and it's uh, and it's quite obvious because it's been going on for decades and it's in their own writings that they apparently don't think that we are uh, are going to read and so many commentators on the radio refuse to cover uh well comment from my experience i mean, my beef is with the ones on the radio uh because i call them so much but there's uh, they're the ones on c-span and all over the place and i think we all need to keep calling we all need to keep asking questions such simple questions can rouse such awesome responses that that uh, we need to become more um, keenly aware bear in mind the fact that knowledge is power and it can free us and uh, very even if you, you you're not an expert you can pick out little bits and pieces of of uh, information that seems fishy to you and and uh, ask someone about it as long as you approach the talk show host or the commentator um, or the email recipient, whatever the case may be, with a, a very unassuming and, and a modest approach. And, and if, you, if you approach them in a, in a way that's uh, not demeaning, then you'll get something done. But um, when they try to put you on the defensive, like Neil Bortz did, asking me if I'm an Alex Jones supporter and and uh, he didn't rouse the response he expected, then he had to hang up on me. Gosh, well, gee, he just did me a favor because he gave full credit to everything I said. <laughs> I mean, I just don't understand these whack jobs. But uh, I was wondering, do we have a, a call on the line right now? Okay, we had some callers. The, the number here in Pinellas County is 727-441-3000, toll-free, 866-826-1340. That's 866-TAN-1340 if you'd like to talk about this issue, or we're going to move on pretty soon uh, to the uh, health care bill, the health care proposals. Uh, if you can't reach a phone, give, go ahead and give us a call later if you want to talk about Alex Jones, Alex Jones's life being threatened. And, uh, oh, another good example I need to bring up is, the, is that uh, Michael Reagan, a talk show host, Michael Reagan uh, said... Uh, and you can look this up on YouTube or look it up on many other video sites, many other video hosting sites on the web. Uh, I suggest you go to them because YouTube has recently been purging many important historic videos, including Alex Jones's and Ron Paul's. And, and it's under the guise of racism when there is no racism to be found. YouTube's policy is that they will remove such videos based on complaints even if they have no, even if they're baseless complaints. So uh, I suggest moving over to, or they'll just remove them without a complaint. They have a, a history of this, and um, the Jewish Defense League is involved with this. It's all admitted. They're partners with the ADL, and, and I, I have no problem with, with them um, being associated with the ADL, except for the fact that they are a religious group, and no religious group should be a partner with a, a, such a, a popular website uh, that 
disseminate such uh, such great information, but now people will look to YouTube and, and think that uh, it's it's a complete source of information when it really is not. So uh, I suggest you go to these other video hosting sites, uh, any videos that you have, triple, quadruple post them on other sites and uh, on multiple sites so that uh, that YouTube will lose its popularity and these other sites that are not so um, discriminating uh, will uh, that don't ban that aren't so strict on uh, on these videos uh, won't ban them for the flimsiest of reasons go give them their go them the give them the business and uh, migrate all these important videos over before YouTube destroys them because there's so many on there that are uh, on YouTube that uh, can't be found elsewhere so I that's uh, Alex Jones's message and uh, and mine as well but uh, getting back to Michael Reagan talk show host on video sites like YouTube he called for the uh, murder of Jack Blood, another radio host. Um, I believe it was Jack Blood. I'll have to check the, double check that. But uh, what he did is uh, he said that he would pay for the bullet, and uh, and he said uh, he would pay for the bullet because uh, this um, talk show host Jack Blood. Um, was it Mark Dice? I'm, I'm mixing the two up. I'm not sure if it's Jack Blood or Mark Dice. I'm checking that out right now. Yes, it was Mark Dice. So, um, pardon me, but Jack Blood is also a great host. Uh, so, Michael Reagan, uh, this uh, video I'm seeing here is dated July 7th, 2008. He said that uh, I'll even pay for the bullet for Mark Dice to uh, be shot. Well, um, hey, Lee, could you, um, could you look that up for me on a, just a... Uh, YouTube search, or uh, maybe I can send you the link here because I just found it. It's just so astonishing. Well, maybe maybe we'll just have, have to play that for. I'm sorry, you can skip that for now. We'll play that. It's such a long clip. We'll pay, play that another time. Um, but the fact is, the fact is that um, that uh, Michael Reagan never got in trouble. I mean, shouldn't somebody be taken off the air when they solicit the murder of someone else? Well, <laughs> not when it's. Not when it's um, not not when it's Dice because uh, <laughs> because what Dice was doing, Mark Dice was on his radio show telling everybody to send documentary videos to the soldiers to educate them, and perhaps uh, you know these 9/11 truth videos, the documentaries, could be renamed to something else so that they would reach the troops, and that's what he also suggested. But uh, at least they would have a choice of whether to watch it once they pop it in the DVD player. And uh, so for that reason, for being a 9-11 truther, that's what uh, Michael Reagan got off scot-free for saying. Is, uh, soliciting his, for soliciting his murder, uh, it's a, definitely a crime. Then uh, <laughs> I just don't, I just don't, don't get how the, the double standard. And uh, one last point on this, uh, this non, the issue of this nonpartisanship is, is, uh, is I need to make clear because um, the Libertarian Party does, I have a problem with, and uh, here I go, I, everybody has a problem with somebody, but I just have to say that uh, because I've been called a Libertarian before, I've called into talk shows, and after I get off uh, the uh, um could say a left-leaning, a left-leaning talk show has called me things uh, like libertarian before, and I want to make it clear that I'm not partisan. Uh, I have a problem with the Libertarian Party, the fact that they won't talk about 9/11 being most likely an inside job. 
or that we need a new investigation. But uh, if they've changed their stance on that, I'd glad, be glad to hear. Um, but I encourage that libertarians push their party to do that. Uh, and, uh, and that's just uh, something that um, I needed to get out there because uh, I've been called things like uh, or been asked if I'm a John Birch or if I'm a Scientologist uh, or if, because I'm against uh, pharmaceutical medications or I've been asked if I'm a number of things just to try to marginalize me. <laughs> there really is no label, sad to say. And um, now uh, we'll get on to the, uh, the health care issue, the, the different town hall meetings that are going on throughout the country, and there are a lot of protests going on, for good reason, I believe. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see, where do we begin? Well, I'll begin here. HealthcareReformForAmericaNow.org HealthcareReformForAmericaNow.org An organization to which Obama and Biden and 190 Congress members belong, and the tactics that they suggest at these meetings are just astonishing. They are the same tactics that uh, the so-called Republicans or so-called uh, libertarians, I mean, whoever is against the health care bill is a Republican or a libertarian, according to a lot of the mainstream media or a lot of the even left-stream media. and. Uh, <laughs> anti-Obama people, whatever you want to call them, they're, they're, they're supposedly doing things that are aggressive and, and shouting down the speakers and, uh, and all sorts of sordid things. But uh, wait till I tell you what the this organization, Healthcare for America Now, has on their own website. Before I do, the call-in lines are in Pinellas County, 727-441-3000. Toll-free, 866-826-1340. That's 866-TAN-1340. The website is theliberationstation.com. And and uh, you can hear the show. Uh, you can hear the archives after the show. Um, now, what do we have on the website? Healthcare for America Now, which are signs you'll see all over the place uh, at these, at these uh, protests. Gosh, where to start? Well, I think I'll start here with point number seven. And uh, point number seven, pardon me, uh, I think it was point number six, actually. <laughs> uh, um, I'm, okay, I'm getting an instant message here. Uh, oh, the phone lines are down to a lightning strike. Oh, my. Do to, do to. Sorry about that. Well, I'll fix tomorrow. Oh, I see. Is there any way I could give them my cell phone and they... Uh, Hmm, I don't know if I dare do that. But. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh my. Okay. Well, uh, then you can uh, email me in that case. Um, is there a way that they could hook up on instant mess on this instant messenger or? Uh, or sure, they, they could give my email. They could ims im us at what WTAN control room. Uh, that's. Um, that's AOL. AOL instant messenger. They they could Skype uh, call uh, Skype us too if they want. Um, WTAN Radio. Skype us at WTAN Radio. Okay. So I'll, I'll send that to you. Okay, great. I'll keep repeating that. Um, hmm. I thought we had a call at the beginning of the show. What happened there? Due to the lightning strike, our equipment won't allow me to put the caller on the air. Oh, oh I got you. It's just equipment. Thing. Our equipment got zapped. Okay. This is what happened. Then um, God said, no, no calls today. 
<laughs> for some reason. Oh my! Or well, the I... devil did. I don't know who, who's responsible. Oh, maybe it's a, it's a terrorist strike or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be. Gosh, <laughs> makes me wonder. It's probably those terrorists. Mm-hmm. Come to think of it, those pesky. Too. Well, we need to some, some I mean, we KKK need... terrorists. Of course, somebody's trying to cause it. Yeah, we're, we're gosh, no wonder there's that swastika out there. I'm kidding. Uh, it was just a joke. Well, I don't want to build up too much frustration. So for people who want to uh, give me some feedback, uh, you can email me and uh, you can find this email address I'm about to give by going to my website, theliberationstation.com and go up to the very top and go to about slash contact, the about contact page. And my email address is there. That is liberation underscore station at yahoo.com liberation underscore station at yahoo.com the underscore by the way is um it's like a it's like a, an underline um it's on the dash key so if you press shift in the dash you'll get an underscore it's liberation underscore station at yahoo.com and uh and uh, we'll get to your emails um i'll check out your check for your emails frequently here uh, or you can email or you can instant message me through uh, AOL instant messenger at WTAN control room. Now for healthcare for America now.org, an organization to which President Obama, Vice President Biden and 190 congressmen are members. Point number seven on their uh, on their page entitled Fight Back Against the Right. Now, let's see, we, we go to the uh, point number seven uh, entitled collect signs and leaflets that are not provided by you or your organization. Another way to limit protesters ability to hijack your event, your event, is to confiscate signs and leaflets that they may bring into the venue from the outside. The best way to do this is to make a blanket rule that no one can bring signs or leaflets and to advertise this fact, as you do turn out in the weeks preceding the event, you can distribute your own signs in the event and offer them one, offer them one as they enter if you choose to allow them to enter. That's pretty bad. I mean, gosh, why would Obama want to be aligned with such an organization as that? Well, maybe it's a, to have a chilling effect like they can stop us from standing up. I'm trying to get into my email here, and uh, here we go. Um, maybe we'll play a, a, a little clip here. Um, if you, I'll leave as, as I speak, maybe if you could, on my website, uh, sorry for not sending this to you. This is, um, this is on my website. Uh, I'll, I'll just look it up here. You can tell we're rather very prepared here. Um, where Obama says that he doesn't want the ones who created the problem to do a lot of talking. And that's, that's, that's a little bit fascist, if you ask me. But uh, maybe I'm wrong. If you, if you disagree, you can email me or uh, call in later. Email me at, um, or email me on the next, pardon me, call me on the next show. Email me at the liberation, at, uh, go to theliberationstation.com or liberation underscore station at yahoo.com and uh, and so um, uh, maybe you can find this uh, this uh, video clip a little faster than I can 
web's having a little connection problem. It's the, the electrons aren't flowing quite as smoothly <laughs> as I'd hoped. But uh, what we have here is, is King Obama. Here we go. He says, I don't want the folks who created the mess to do a lot of talking. And uh, I'm sending you that clip right now as I, uh, I'll give you some background on it. Uh, this was uh, August 6th. And uh, I just sent you the link. Um, he, uh, now Obama says, "I don't want the folks who created the mess uh, to. The, I don't want the folks who created the mess to do a lot of talking. I want them to just get out of the way so we can clean up the mess. I don't mind cleaning up after them, but don't do a lot of talking." Do you happen to have that video up? Okay, then we'll play that and I'll comment on it. So we've got, we've got some work to do. I, I don't mind, by the way being responsible, I expect to be held responsible for these issues because I'm the president. But, but, but I don't want the folks who created the mess, I don't want the folks who created the mess to do a lot of talking. I want them just to get out of the way so we can clean up the mess. cleaning up after them, but don't do a lot of talking. <laughs> Am I wrong, Virginia? That's scary, if you ask me. Especially his little, his broad smile and his little chuckle after he says it. In between, he asks Virginia if he's wrong. and he, Gosh, I, I guess he, he's, he's thinking that his charm will help the audience identify their power with the uh, existing power structure. Uh, that's, that's all I can read out of it. Now, um, those who created the problem. Oh, and uh, by the way, to contact us, uh, you can Skype us through the internet. That's uh, Skype is a, is a way to call through the internet at WTAN radio or AOL instant message us at a WTAN control room and, um, or pardon me, that's at WTAN Talk Studio. WTAN Talk Studio is where you can instant message us. Now, uh, with Obama uh, saying he wants to silence the folks who created the mess, if he's going to do that, he has to also include himself. Until the U.S. withdraws from Iraq and Afghanistan and several other bases uh, from around the world, but uh, Iraq and Afghanistan seem to be the greatest source of financial hemorrhaging when it comes to these police actions. And Obama must also stop uh, his support of the ongoing bailout and stimulus uh, of the, uh, that's the financial hemorrhaging that's being run by the unaccountable Federal Reserve. Also adding fuel to the fire is his recent proposal, as Reuters News Service reported, of reducing bank regulators and imposing a quote-unquote national banking charter, where the Federal Reserve, which has been devaluing the currency and credit since 1913, would exercise total fascist irreproachable authority over all business and commerce, all businesses and commerce. While he's at it, the president should fulfill candidate Obama's promises to seek to renegotiate NAFTA and to not appoint former lobbyists to his cabinet, as he's been doing exclusively. 
the greatest priority is clearly a non-enslaving, non-inflationary, non-debt-based, stable, accountable, national monetary system based on substance and value. But he would have us think that he didn't help create the mess when he's just, uh, as I say, adding fuel to the fire. And uh, let me see if I can get into your emails here. I'll probably end up doing that on the break. Um, first, I'm going to move uh, move on here to uh, see if we can get another clip I'll send to you. Here we go. This is a great one. I'll send that to you. And, the, and this is a clip. Um, I'm speaking to Lee, by the way. <laughs> I'm sending this right away. There we go. And uh, this is a clip from CBS News. Um, I believe is August 12th, perhaps August 11th, uh, I can't tell, uh, where Katie Couric reports on CBS News about um, Obama making a, uh, a deal with big, the, the big pharmaceutical companies to allegedly save us money on, uh, on pharmaceutical um, drugs, um, you know, especially the, the imported kind from Canada. They're, they're trying to make a little bit cheaper, but certainly not as cheap as they could because, of course, Americans are paying more than double what the rest of the world is paying in pharma for pharmaceutical drugs and many other products as well. Shows how smart we are. But um, this is a clip from CBS News. Is that ready? Okay, then nothing. Let's play that. When he was running for president, Barack Obama attacked pharmaceutical companies for charging too much for prescription drugs. But now he's teamed up with those same companies to promote his health care plan. And Cheryl Ackeson tells us critics accuse them of making a backroom deal that could end up costing seniors plenty. While much of the health care debate has been carried out publicly... Some very private negotiations have gone on, too, between the White House and the pharmaceutical industry. So private, neither side will release all the details, yet they potentially involve millions of Americans. Sources say negotiations involving the White House and the pharmaceutical industry shifted to fast forward in mid-June. President Obama had just taken a serious hit on the escalating cost of his health care plan and needed a shot in the arm. Days later, he got it with the full backing of the pharmaceutical industry and its promise to save Americans $80 billion in health care costs. This is just part of the legislative process. Working with industry is part of getting this done, and the great thing is that the pharmaceutical industry and others in the health care sector are supporting reform this time. But what did the pharmaceutical industry get in return? Initial reports said the White House agreed not to seek price controls on drugs for seniors on Medicare and would not support importing cheaper drugs from Canada. Both the White House and the pharmaceutical industry now dispute that. But news of a backroom deal riled fellow Democrats, including a key committee chairman, Henry Waxman. We're not bound by that agreement. We weren't part of it. And we feel strongly uh, that the drug companies shouldn't get off uh, with a windfall at the expense of our seniors. Whatever the case, the pharmaceutical industry is now so firmly in the president's camp, it's developing plans to spend up to $150 million promoting it with TV ads like this. The president and Congress have a plan. And consumer watchdog Dr. Sidney Wolf says there's reason for the public to be skeptical. We'll give you this, you'll give us this, all sort of off the record, not really incorporated in any kind of legislation, and I believe in the long run, a very bad deal for the American public, even if it's a good deal for the drug industry. The president may have won crucial support from the pharmaceutical industry, but the question is whether that could jeopardize support among Democrats and the public.
Cheryl Atkinson, CBS News, Washington. So we have Waxman, Congressman Henry Waxman, saying that, you know, he's, a, of course, there's a, it's a Waxman-Markey bill. He's one of the two major um, co-sponsors, the or initiators, and he, even he doesn't like the idea that Obama has negotiated this uh, this deal and that he doesn't even know about. And uh, and so uh, as the clip um, played the... Uh, that, that clip you just heard played the commercial saying that Obama and the president or the, the president and Congress have a plan. Well, certainly they do, but they're not the same plan. They're not one and the same. And uh, this is a negotiation that uh, back in June Obama engaged in. And of course, it's still not fully disclosed. So what is Obama's plan? Well, it's, uh, <laughs> that's really a good question. But he says it's nothing like the Canadian system. Um, Interesting. Yesterday, in a CNN article entitled "Obama Talks Drugs, Trade, Immigration on Mexico Visit," here's an excerpt. It says Obama also talked about comparisons between the U.S. and Canadian healthcare systems, saying Canada's government-run healthcare model won't work in the United States. "Quote: We've got to develop a uniquely American approach to this problem." End quote. He said. Quote, I, expect, I suspect that you Canadians are going to continue to get dragged into the debate, end quote, he said. Now, uh, we have, uh, well, first I need to say, if, if anyone drags Canadians into the debate, rest assured we will promptly report them and rat them out to flag at whitehouse.gov. We'll have to get into that a little bit later. That's, that's really amazing that the administration would actually petition people to inform uh, and uh, petition you, my fellow countrymen and women, to inform on each other, to rat each other out if you see any information that seems quote-unquote fishy. Well, I mean, I, gosh, who's the, who's the one to determine what's fishy or not? I think it's rather fishy that Obama has this plan, and he's, he hasn't even uh, talked it over with uh, reconciling it with Congress. And, uh, and yet it's amazing that I, I hear that uh, these, these people on the radio um, who are so supportive, uh, well, even though it's amazing, I should say that both those who support and don't support the uh, the bill often will say, and I'll, I'll get, have to give an example. I, I hate just saying some this, some say. I'll point out uh, to WMNF they have um, talk shows, and uh, and on all, on most of the talk shows I hear, uh, and I wish they would have more talk shows. It's amazing they don't, for the amount of uh, airtime they have available to them to fight all of the uh, truth or all the lies with with truth and because they do allow people to call in, but it's, it's amazing that uh, today I heard on Radioactivity WMNF the fact that um, there was an NPR interview or an NPR clip played that, uh, that was saying that uh, the, there are many who believe that Obama's plan will ultimately end up as a, a single-payer plan, which, by the way, he promised during his campaign. Not that I want that, but that's what he promised, and that's... Uh, Partially how he got elected, and um, assuming the elections weren't rigged, <laughs> but or uh, that there wasn't uh, any kind of a fraud, because I believe Ron Paul was largely cheated. But that's besides the point. There are many people like on uh, WMNF who support or Air America who support uh, Obama's plan, saying that well, we like it. Uh, we're going to have to support it because we think it's going to end up being in a single payer plan which is the exact same line that uh, the 
the uh, Republican opposition uses, saying that uh, that that it seems like it'll end up as a, a single payer plan. And it's amazing that here we have Obama in the CNN article saying that uh, I suspect that you Canadians are going to continue to get dragged into the debate. That's a quote. And so, and then we have NPR st- and others still saying that, uh, well, gee, w- well, we, we hope it'll end up in a single-payer plan. Uh, we believe it will. Uh, well, I, I still have hope. God, come on. You know, you can't use these arguments that the opposition to your own plan uses and expect to be taken seriously. I mean, you're so easily led. And and, uh, and how can you be so judgmental of, of those who are against uh, these the same people will often say that they think that they just want the administration to fail because he's black or, uh, or that they just want Congress to fail, as Barbara Boxer says. God, it's, it's it's just the double think. The mental gymnastics is astonishing because I think that uh, the power structure cares about you. And I'm just here trying to point out that that uh, yes, they do want to kill us, but being black magicians as they are, and um, that's not a racial term. I'm saying dark magicians. Uh, that they are, they they do want to kill us, but first they want to make us suffer. And that's their objective. So if they wanted to kill us, I'm sure they, it's well within their power. And when I say kill us, I mean generally make, uh, make life um, less uh, satisfying, a decreased quality of life and quantity of life at the same time. But uh, understanding their, their mode, their modus operandi, their, their MO is, is that they always want to make their victims suffer as much as possible. And that's understanding that is, is I think, uh, one of the greatest keys to being happy because that's the best way to fight them. Not worrying about how, uh, how, you, how people react to what you say. I mean, gosh, the, nobody can pin me in a left or the right. And as much as they try, and if they do, they just try to, they, when they try to do that, they only discredit themselves slapping labels on people gets gets us nowhere so uh, we're gonna have to talk about what's actually in this bill HR 3200 the the most popular version there is a ver- uh, a Senate bill but that's not as um, widely debated not as many co-sponsors um, and uh, let's see oh and uh, before we get off this subject I know we don't have much time I'll just mention this article in uh, the New York Times on August 9th entitled Drug Industry to Run Ads Favoring White House Plan. And it, uh, that's by David Kirkpatrick. It's amazing. They, they cover that also, uh, that they, they discuss this. Oh, and also on August 8th is an article from the New York Times by Frank Rich, who is uh, notoriously pro-administration, uh, entitled Is Obama Punking Us? He says the larger fear is that Obama might just be another corporatist, punking voters much as the Republicans do when they claim to be all for the common guy. Well, this is Liberation Station. You can contact me through theliberationstation.com. Go to the About Contact page uh, at the very top today, this evening, and uh, you can contact me through the email there. We'll be right back.
is Wayne Walton with the RedPillRadio.com. Our constitutional republic is under attack by globalist central bankers. During the Katrina tragedy, U.S. citizens were subjected to a gun roundup and a blockade of New Orleans. Unalienable rights given by God were suspended by the globalist George Bush. Oath Keepers is an association of currently serving military veterans and peace officers who will fulfill their oath to the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Go to OathKeepers.org to reaffirm your oath to the Constitution, not to tyrants. The Federal Reserve is the private banking cartel, which is in charge of the U.S. monetary system. Listen to Thomas Jefferson as he gives a warning of what this institution will give to the United States of America. If the American people ever allow private banks to control the issue of their currency, first by inflation, then by deflation, the banks, which grow up and around them, will deprive the people of all of their property until their children wake up homeless on the continent their fathers conquered. Listen weekdays 9 to 10 for more details. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa, St. Petersburg, WDCF, Dade City, Zephyr Hills, and Wesley Chapel, and KLRG, Sheridan, Little Rock, Arkansas. CNN Radio, I'm Paul Chambers. Michael Vick reports to the NFL's Philadelphia Eagles tomorrow. CNN's Richard Benson reports Vick has signed a two-year contract with the club just weeks after he's released from a federal prison sentence for dogfighting. Michael Vick was the number one overall draft pick by the Atlanta Falcons in 2001. He was once the highest paid player in football, but hasn't played since 2006. He was convicted in August of 2007 of conspiracy and running a dogfighting operation, sentenced to 23 months in federal prison, indefinitely suspended by NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, and later released by the Falcons. But after Vic served his time and was released from home confinement July 20th, Goodell conditionally lifted the quarterback suspension, allowing him to sign with the Philadelphia Eagles. Richard Benson, CNN. The FAA suspends two air traffic controllers in connection with last weekend's mid-air collision over the Hudson River that killed nine people. One of the employees was the controller supervising the flight of the Piper fixed-wing aircraft involved in the crash. He was apparently involved in what the FAA calls an inappropriate conversation on the phone. California will stop handing out those IOUs next month. State officials say they have enough cash now to pay the people and companies they owe. So far, California has issued 327 thousand IOUs worth nearly two billion dollars. Firefighters in Northern California struggling to contain a wildfire burning near the Santa Cruz Mountains. Cal Fire Public Information Officer Daniel Berlant says it's very rough terrain. There's a lot of timber uh, and, and access has been somewhat of a challenge. Uh, we've been relying heavily on our air resources, our air tankers, our helicopters to help get ahead of this fire, slow it down while the ground resources make their way to this fire. Thousands of residents are being told they have to clear out. And Les Paul has died. He's the guy who created the solid body guitar in the 1940s. He was 94. The most trusted name in news, this is CNN Radio. Have you ever listened to a talk radio show and said, I could do that? Well, you're right. You can right here on the Tantalk Radio Network. Your Tantalk program will include a professional engineer to handle every technical aspect of your program, professional talk and recording studios, four telephone lines to take live call-ins and conduct live interviews, even the ability to do live remote broadcasts. Not only will your program be aired locally in Tampa Bay, you'll be streamed live worldwide across the internet in audio and video. When you sign off, you'll receive an audio CD or MP3 copy of your program, which can be duplicated and distributed. In addition, you can archive and podcast this copy of your program on the internet for download and playback. Ready to explore the exciting world of talk radio? 
Here's the next step. Hey, Tampa Bay, listen up. You can have a one-hour program on the Tantalk Radio Network for less than the cost of one 60-second announcement on many local radio stations. We will put your program on two stations in Tampa Bay, AM 1340 and AM 1350. The cost? Less than a 60-second announcement on many Tampa Bay stations. Get the facts by calling Lola Jean, the broadcast queen, at 727-510-7622. That's 727 area code 510-7622. Call 510-7622 now and reserve your TANTALK network program. Our guest is Shelly Jaffe, the manager of Peter Gillum's Nutrition Center at 533 Cleveland, here in downtown Clearwater. Shelly, what are some of the changes that are going to be coming to Peter Gillum's Nutrition Center at 533 Cleveland? We have fresh juices, uh, fresh blended smoothies, um, and salads, and mostly everything is organic as well. So. Wow, well, that's, that's quite a change. I mean, you always have sold the nutrition products, but now we're going to uh, a juice bar. Uh, and you said you're going to also have salads? We are. We're going to have a base of baby organic greens, and you can either have mixed greens or uh, spinach. And we have uh, a number of different organic vegetable toppings, um, as well as no RBST, no hormone, um, blue cheese and feta cheese, and then also a, a selection of different nuts. And those toppings are only 50 cents, and you, know, you can build a, a beautiful organic natural salad. And then we also make our own salad dressings there. Um, for a very reasonable price. Peter Gillum Nutrition Center at 533 Cleveland, Corner Garden in downtown Clearwater. Uh, Check it out. Have you ever had the desire to do something adventurous, exciting, fun, delicious, or suspicious, and don't know why or when it hit you? Well, now you'll know. 4413311. Yes, you'll hear it right here on your own local radio station. 1340 AM, you can shout your message to the world. Hear it on its highest note. Get people to come to your business, enjoy your services or goods, and the good news is it's affordable. Call 4413311 for the fun of it. That's 727-441-3311. And, oh, by the way... My name is Lola. Hi, I'm PC, your predictably correct morning radio guy. Uh, He's not PC, he's Imus. Oh, my show gets wacky and zany. Yeah, his show's funny. I have guests like Beyonce. Who do you get? Uh, Senators, presidents, network anchors, authors, rock stars. Uh, We do our chopper traffic updates and and tell people how to dress for the weather. We do the updates. We let listeners wear what they want. Heard the new Imus lately? On the stations of the Tantalk Network. Catch Imus in the morning right here. I could wear a cowboy hat too. Take it off. Hi, I'm Trisha Collin, the host of Bayfront Living. It's a show for seniors and about seniors, brought to you by the beautiful Oaks of Clearwater. Listen each Monday from 1 to 2 as we talk about issues that are important to caregivers and seniors. You can email me your jokes or comments at bayfrontliving at gmail.com. Bayfront Living, it's a show for seniors and about seniors. Has today's stock market run your portfolio off the road? Get back on the road to recovery with Wealth Off Wall Street, alternative financial strategies. Cruise to a successful retirement with great gains and no market risk. Tune into Wealth Off Wall Street on Saturday at 7 a.m. and 12 noon on the TAN Talk Radio Network and learn how you can say wow about your portfolio. 
This is Wayne Walton with the RedPillRadio.com. Our constitutional republic is under attack by globalist central bankers. During the Katrina tragedy, U.S. citizens were subjected to a gun roundup and a blockade of New Orleans. Unalienable rights given by God were suspended by the globalist George Bush. Oath Keepers is an association of currently serving military veterans and peace officers who will fulfill their oath to the Constitution against all enemies foreign and domestic. Go to OathKeepers.org to reaffirm your oath to the Constitution, not to tyrants. The Federal Reserve is the private banking cartel, which is in charge of the U.S. monetary system. Listen to Thomas Jefferson as he gives a warning of what this institution will give to the United States of America. If the American people ever allow private banks to control the issue of their currency, first by inflation, then by deflation, the banks, which grow up and around them, will deprive the people of all of their property until their children wake up homeless on the continent their fathers conquered. Listen weekdays 9 to 10 for more details. Welcome back to Liberation Station. This is August 13th edition, and I'm your host, Chris Snyder. The call-in lines here in Pinellas County, 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. Toll-free, 866-826-1340. That's 866-10-1340. And you can instant message us uh, for this show because uh, the phone lines are down. You can um, instant message us through AOL Instant Messenger at WTAN Talk Studio. You can Skype us, which is uh, talk, making a phone call through the internet, at WTAN Radio. And uh, you can email me at Liberation Station. Pardon me, that's Liberation underscore Station at Yahoo.com. Or just go to the site, TheLiberationStation.com. And go to the About Contact page at the top. And my email address is right there for you to click on and shoot me off an email. I'll check them periodically throughout the show and uh, read whatever uh, comes up. And uh, we have joining us uh, in the second hour, Frank Hobson, very erudite caller to uh, many talk shows. You may have heard him uh, heard him calling into a talk show that you listen to. How are you doing, Frank? Oh, hey, uh, I'm doing great this evening, Chris. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, just a little bit uh, on edge, wondering <laughs> wondering about uh, how we're going to hold out, but I think we're doing pretty well so far. All right, it's coming through. Uh, it's coming through okay, huh? Good, good. Lee, do you sound, uh, how does things sound over there? Okay, I don't want to make any adjustments then on this end. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about the health care bill so far and some of the astonishing yeah, things yeah, going on. Yeah, you know, the, the part you mentioned about the um, uh, access to bank accounts through electronic transfer, that's that's horrible enough, and uh, that should make a lot of people take notice. But I'm looking at um, this other section uh, here, and um, 
you know, it's it's kind of funny. Uh, if you try to download the bill uh, uh, in, from uh, GovTrack.us, um, it's it could freeze your computer or crash it. It says so. People are kind of loath to do that, but uh, thankfully, uh, some people have uh, managed to compress that into emails and, and shoot those out to people. And that's what I'm looking off of right here. And on uh, page 149, section 313. Uh, it starts uh, with employer contributions in lieu of coverage. If uh, an employer has a payroll of uh, 400k and above and does not provide public option, they pay an 8% tax on all payroll. And if the uh, payroll is between 251k to 400, it's two to six percent tax on all payroll. And get this, here's the hardest one: any individual. On, on page 167, section 401, any individual who doesn't have acceptable health care, according to the government, will be taxed 2.5% of income. So uh, if, if I somehow am able to get out of the auto enrollment, which is also a provision in this bill, it, no matter what, uh, I'm getting at least 2.5% of my income taken away for this health care bill. Well, why should you care about that? It's helping other people. <laughs> well, that's debatable. Um, you know, knowing uh, about the larger program that these um, people have in store for the rest of us, uh, I'm I'm looking at this with a uh, particularly jaundiced eye, and um, I am uh, definitely not in favor of, of any plan that includes uh, the health insurance companies, which the current system does and this new bill does. And I'm not uh, in favor of single payer uh, as as you are because this government is not run by angels, and uh, it. Has has not been uh, for the longest time. Uh, some would argue it never has been, but it was a lot better in the past than it has been since Kennedy was assassinated. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, he did have uh, quite a few great intentions going, and uh, well, obviously angels were with him for quite a while. He got off that uh, executive order 11110, which still stands today. It would be great if Obama would take advantage of it rather than proposing things opposite, like that, giving the Federal Reserve more power. Now, uh, yeah, this this Healthcare Reform Act of uh, 2009 um, is linked up on my site if anyone wants to check it out, uh, HR 3200. Uh, I think it goes to the Department of Energy, um, yeah, energycommerce.house.gov, and uh, it's a PDF file, so it's it's worked pretty um, it's worked pretty well on my system. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, then there's uh, also, yeah, you mentioned the. Um, Oh, we we did mention the uh, automatic withdrawal. Pardon me, the uh, not the automatic withdrawal. The uh, ability to direct withdrawal from your bank account, and that's uh, section one six three. That's on page fifty seven, line four, uh, and also the on uh, page four thirty one, line seventeen, entitled "Initiative for End of Life Care." Uh, that has to do with uh, giving doctors an incentive to uh, provide end-of-life options, to, to let their patients know that, um, well, if, if you're undergoing, uh, if you feel like uh, these painkillers aren't doing you uh, good enough or, or, I mean, aren't doing you um, any good or, or if you just want to hang it up, well, we can put you down. So uh, it gives the doctors an incentive to let their patients know that, uh, you know, they have, I guess, uh, a gift certificate to Jack Kevorkian's office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, um, that's where uh, 
a lot of the cost and uh, medical expenses come from is those uh, last couple of years of life. And this is a great way for them to to um, siphon more money to their offshore bank accounts by setting up what has been called death panels. And uh, I, I guess I have to agree with that, even uh, when it does come from people that I don't particularly like uh, when they say that. Um, uh, that they're, they're actually true when they say that. And um, there's also uh, this part right here. On page 354, Chris, in, in section 1177, extension of authority of special needs plans to restrict enrollment. And in other words, when you read uh, this portion of the bill, it's essentially saying the government will restrict enrollment of special needs people, including like people with Down syndrome, or uh, people uh, with uh, Alzheimer's, or people with autism. Uh, this is um, probably one of the uh, most egregious portions of the bill, in, in my opinion. Because if anyone needs uh, health care, it's, it's people like that. Yeah, well, they're just not a good investment, I guess. That's, the, that's I guess, yeah, the bottom line. Yeah, yeah. And it, it costs a lot of money to take care of these kind of people is essentially what they're saying. Um, this, is, uh, this is horrible beyond belief. And um, I, I, think, I think with the um, August recess and the, the town hall meetings that have been going on, uh, the, the people there are aware of this. Somehow they're able to get this information um, yeah, and uh, they're, they're definitely paying attention. Um, the, the political awareness in this country has uh, grown exponentially, I mm. feel, in the past, uh, well, the past eight years, really. Bush, Bush really irritated a lot of people, and, and now Obama is uh, taking that irritation and, and pouring uh, salt in the wound, you know? Yeah, and so many people, according to uh, the majority of people, According to the Pew Research polls and the Rasmussen report and uh, Gallup polls that are against the government's uh, proposals. And so it cannot be called a partisan issue in the least. And uh, what I'm worried about is, uh, is the uh, main thing I'm worried about is that so many are, are uh, disillusioned by Obama and they're disillusioned by Bush. They thought that that uh, Obama would come in and repudiate everything that Bush did. And now um, both sides are so disillusioned that uh, they, they're basically neutral. So many are neutralized when it's so easy to just find the facts and go on uh, what's publicly available and uh, exercise our free speech while they're still paying lip service to our right to free speech. Because, uh, you know, the Internet can be shut down. There's so many plans to do that with Internet, too. Um, and, and these town hall meetings are being uh, high, not being hijacked, but they're being, um, I don't know, run, run in fascist fashion by these uh, by some of the representatives and um, uh, public servants. I'm uh, pulling up a video here now to see if we can play that. Um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, well, they're being mislabeled by all these um, uh, right wing and, and left wing mainstream media people. And um, uh, the, the right wing is trying to co-opt uh, into it. And the left wing is, is demonizing these people who have uh, legitimate complaints and are, are speaking out because uh, their, their bull has been gored enough. You know, I, I have another saying that's similar to that. The deer doesn't run until the wolf is nipping at its flank. And uh, we are the deer, and the wolf is right behind us, and people are starting to take notice. Yeah, and and <laughs> and the uh, you talk about the uh, 
the um oh, what was that section once again that you said that uh that the those with disabled would be denied care uh yeah that was um section 1177 um let me bring up the page number here um Page 354, Section 1177, Extension of Authority of Special Needs Plans to Restrict Enrollment. Mm-hmm. And um, now I'm going to uh, close out of this computer and, and switch computers. Okay. And, uh, did you want to read that? Or did you have something else to come in um, on that? I have to go uh, to the other computer. The, I had to go okay. into the other room <laughs> because my uh, stepdaughter's got to go to sleep now. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, so and, and back what I go. To the other computer. Well, take your time. Uh, you I, still with me? Sure, sure. I'm, yeah, take your time. Okay. Um, Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, and uh, and what I want to bring up then is that you know people being denied care is nothing new. There are many laws uh, that the FDA has uh, on the books uh, outlawing. Well, the, the simple law that outlaws things that are not approved for human use, meaning that you are not allowed to treat yourself. Talk about denial of care, that's the ultimate denial of care. And there's so many suppressed and little known treatments that are available in countries that we consider socialist, or they, cons- they call themselves socialist. Of course, they're plutocrats that uh, go under the socialist banner, because I don't think there's ever been a true socialist society or communist society as, uh, as they have written in their own writings. It always ends up being the rich and the poor. I mean, there's no, there's, uh, there's still class warfare, and that's why the Soviet Union fell. So uh, that's not a good example of socialism, and I don't know what it, and I don't know if there is a good example of socialism. But if somebody would like to point one out to me where there was a, a true socialist society, I, I would, uh, I would love to hear it. But um, you know, socialism, uh, I think, would only work if it were on a voluntary basis, and if we had a uh, monetary system, as I described, that's accountable and based on substance and value, not based on uh, fiat money or debt-based money, then a uh, voluntary social system, social program, could become a shiny example. You know, Medicare, Medicaid, that kind of a thing could, uh, you know, something run by government could become a shining example, but we don't have, we've never had, or we haven't had since at least 1913, uh, a, a capitalist form of government or um, economic system, and uh, and so there are these these um, there, there's a lot of profiteering going on, a lot of um, death dealing and profiteering going on because uh, the FDA won't allow people to treat themselves like uh, uh, ozone, for example, or oxygen therapies uh, that would also include things like magnesium peroxide and uh, hydrogen peroxide. I, I prefer magnesium peroxide, by the way. But but uh, things like that have been around for decades. I mean, at least since the early 1900s. Uh, Tesla, Nikola Tesla made the violet ray machine, and uh, there have been other uh, adaptations to the use of ozone, can be used topically, can be used internally. Um, those who try to, I'm just giving a little debriefer on it, because it's such a miracle cure that can cure, uh, well, let me put it this way. In the presence of oxygen, and that's what ozone is, ozone is O3 or O4. Yeah, O3, right. Or polyatomic oxygen that, that uh, is so highly reactive that in its presence cannot exist cancer or harmful bacteria, the anaerobic bacteria, the type that cannot uh, live in the presence of oxygen, or fungus or spores or parasites. And so uh, this is a, a miracle cure, I believe. And um, 
and uh, oh, and those those who who would uh, say that it's dangerous, all they have to say f- is that uh, well, if you inject it, uh, as some do, and as is the therapy in many other uh, countries and, and uh, many other countries, they take the blood out, they ozonate it or expose it to ultraviolet light, which turns the oxygen in the blood into ozone, and then they reinfuse it. Or sometimes other uh, direct uh, ozone injections, and uh, and the the, o- the only thing that um, you have to look out for is that uh, you might get nitrogen in the line, which could cause uh, could cause a uh, a stroke or a heart attack, and. Uh, that's the only problem is if you get nitrogen in the line, but you have the detractors of ozone saying that it could cause a, a heart attack or a stroke. Well, they leave out the part that, uh, you, well, unless you're very careful, and of course you don't you keep the line, uh, keep the tight line, and you don't have uh, you don't allow any other ambient air coming in. So uh, I just have to bring that up because my father was cured in 2006 of cancer and two spots on his uh, one on his head and on his shoulder. I've mentioned this before, but um, he broke the law in order to cure himself. And the doctor wasn't interested in it. Of course, he may have already known about it. I, I, know I would be surprised. <clears throat> but uh, there are things like that that we could really use to cut back on health care. Uh, there are so many doctors, alternative doctors, and boards of medicines in, in various states that go after alternative doctors. Uh, they're worried about unnecessary tests now, the, the tort reform uh, for health care, which a lot on the, uh, on the right, those who claim to be conservatives, say that we need tort reform, which I completely disagree with, because uh, they're, they're saying that the, the health costs are increased because doctors are running extra tests uh, when the, they're trying to avoid being sued and cover their butts because uh, you know, they, if they missed a, a possible diagnosis, then um, the, per, the patient suffers and the patient might sue and, oh, we have to stop these juries from awarding patients money. Well, that's not true. Maybe if the, if the doctors would become a little more alternatively oriented and run a simple test like a blood, uh, nutri- a blood nutritional test and find out um, what kind of nutrients that uh, the patient's deficient in before they start prescribing medicines. But doctors don't do that. So um, we have that. We also have uh, all these um, hospital-acquired antibiotic-resistant bacteria that are killing tens of thousands of people. Now, yeah, like MRSA. Right, MRSA, and there are, there are four or five others. Now, Europe seems to have this uh, mostly under control, but there, um, there's an article on my site that uh, the UK doctors, this is an uh, article from last year, where UK doctors are concealing the number of deaths from hospital-acquired infections. This is, um, let's see, I'll try to find this article really fast. Uh, but uh, it talks about um, over 100,000 here we go. Oh, pardon me. Okay, so th- this is um, this this article is entitled "How Doctors Lie on Death Certificates to Hide the True Scale from the Toll from Hospital Infections." And it ta- uh, this is from uh, the UK Daily Mail, January third, two thousand eight, article by Sue Reed, and it talks about uh, oh, 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 they think that over a hundred thousand deaths in the UK are being covered up by this. Well, it all comes down basic. Not all comes down. It comes down to basic uh, sterile technique. Because a lot of nurses and doctors do not wash their hands in between patients. There, the, there was a poll about three, four years ago that um, a third of nurses do not wash their hands between patients. So uh, the patient going into a hospital should understand it's a place for sick people and that diseases are often spread. Uh, people often go in for elective surgery, surgery they don't even need. They end up with a, an antibiotic-resistant bacteria and they die a few weeks or even years later after much suffering, and just what does that do to health care costs? 
makes me think that it's a well deliberate murder when people know how to prevent uh, prevent these uh, antibiotic resistant bacteria. So um, yeah, um, and, and actually the the whole system is, is suspect. Uh, healthcare has become uh, mass production. Um, uh, any a lot of dental offices, a lot of uh, medical offices, a lot of orthopedic offices are just get them in, get them out, treat as many patients as you can, file that insurance because you're in the system, and uh, it, you know uh, it's it's a big money maker for them. But uh, because of this type of care, uh, a lot of things are slipped, uh, missed. There's not that one-on-one that you used to have, like we used to have in the uh, '50s and the '60s when America did have the number one health care in the world. And it was just the local doctor with his um, uh, cadre of uh, patients that came to see him or her. And um, things worked out a lot better then. And, and back then, there wasn't the GMO foods that they're slipping into the food supply, which is uh, detrimental to, to our health. Uh, there wasn't uh, as much uh, poisoning of the public water supply, which they keep switching up between chloramine and uh, sodium hypochlorite. And, of course, there's fluoride in the water and all sorts of uh, pharmaceuticals but those are discovered. Which, but the, the, those are free medications. Yeah. I mean, you're getting. I mean, the list goes on and on. They're spraying the skies. Uh, I remember in the 90s, we had uh, the West Nile virus scare, and uh, they wanted to spray malathion in the air. And, yeah. uh, you know, if, if we weren't constantly bombarded with this attack, it seems, uh, we wouldn't have uh, this whole uh, list of health problems, uh, not to mention the, the vaccine issue, um, which. It, it, that could you could cover a whole two hours just on that alone, and still not cover the whole thing. Yeah, I, I have, and uh, we will continue. We will continue to do that. We've had uh, like doc, last week, we had Dr. Andrew Molden on, and uh, he'll be coming back on for sure. We'll um, we'll announce that as soon as it's uh, set up. But yeah, he's such an impressive um, authority, Dr. Andrew Molden, MD, PhD says that uh, all vaccinations are harmful, and uh, according to his measurements from before and after, he can show that, he can prove that, and uh, the fact that they say vaccinations are safe based on just the reported uh, side effects that often happen much later, and people forget uh, that they had a vaccination, so they don't even think to associate with it. Uh, plus sure, sure. If, if it's a, a time-release uh, thing that's uh, triggered by a certain hormonal onset, then um, yeah, who, who can equate that to that tetanus shot they got when they were 18 years old because the dog bit them or something? Mm-hmm. It's a constant inflammatory uh, autoimmune response that these adjutants uh, that uh, they put in the in the vaccine supposedly to stimulate our immune response to the uh, damaged virus and often live or viable virus in the in the vaccine. They they say that well that's why they put the thimerosal or the squalene and others and uh, aluminum in there to provoke your immune system. So, uh, you know, but it, it ends up with a chronic lifetime uh, degenerative, debilitating diseases. And and uh, it's very sad that uh, we have so many attacks, like you just mentioned, and you know, the pharmaceuticals and, and the fluoride and all that in the water. Uh, I, I know they're for sedative purposes, but, you know, some people would say, well, I want to be sedated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um, <laughs> there's, there is that part of the population, um, but... Um, uh, 
this is just uh, so egregious uh, what what's been going on, and um, I I would caution people. Uh, everything that Chris just mentioned is in the swine flu vaccine, the the squalene, the thimerosal. Uh, it, it's it's live. It's it's attenuated, which is a weakened live form of the virus, or so they claim. And the last time they tried to give uh, swine flu inoculations in 1976. Um, they, uh, well, the numbers that they admit to keep changing, but the official government numbers are 2,000 dead, 4,000 injured, but it's much higher than that. And all you have to do is uh, Google the 60 Minutes program on the swine flu that occurred in 76, and you can watch the whole thing, and you can see how uh, our government failed us yet again in a, uh, a so-called uh, public emergency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and I'm wanted to uh, get back to what we were saying earlier about these uh, these town hall meetings that are being so uh, you know, there's so much there's so much unrest one might say at these town hall meetings, and a lot of it's because of as I said these uh, these these uh, these organizations connected to uh, like uh, Healthcare Reform for America Now org are actually the uh, engaging in the provocative actions that uh, they accuse um, accuse the uh, uh, those they disagree with of committing but um, here's one really good example um, uh, we're going to play here of uh, Michael uh, let me locate that uh, representative Wiener um, Anthony Wiener pardon me I was thinking of Michael Savage <laughs> and uh, representative uh, Anthony Wiener in in, uh, in the uh, in New York um, was trying to keep out uh, Unlike some of the other uh, elected and appointed, I mean, the other elected uh, officials, the other public servants were actually other videos of them keeping out those who disagreed with the health care proposal. Well, this uh, representative, Anthony Weiner, was actually trying to keep out the uh, local news station for some strange reason. Maybe he's just a totalitarian fascist. Scaredy cat. Well, uh, we got that clip ready to play. Thanks is being waged at town hall meetings nationwide. President Obama heads west tomorrow to try to win over more Americans. And lawmakers in the tri-state are finding themselves face-to-face with supporters, critics, and flaring tempers. CBS 2's Jay Dow's in Midwood, Brooklyn, where one of several town hall meetings is going to be taking place today. Good morning, Jay. Well, good morning to you, Maurice. Some of these town hall meetings, these listening sessions, have been uneventful, orderly, calm. Others, not so much. We've seen it before. Rowdy crowds filled with concerned constituents, some of them supportive of health care reform, others on the fence, while standing next to someone who's dead set against change. Let's look at the whole picture. You guys are stealing from us. Maybe it was that kind of angry, antagonistic feedback that led Congressman Anthony Weiner's staff to try to shoo away our news crew from last night's town hall meeting in Queens, a meeting that the host and attendees did not have a problem with us documenting. Do you have a problem with cameras being in here recording this event? Not at all. Not at all. It did not take long for the typically media-savvy and friendly politician to welcome us in, but not before giving us a piece of his mind. Settle down, buddy. Settle down. This is not about this is not about Channel 2 News. As much as you might think the earth revolves around you, it doesn't. It's about health care and getting good policy. Easy, easy now. Go ahead. Easy finish. now. Please finish. You'd like to come in, you're welcome. Once the session started, tempers flared. How are we paying for it? And please, don't tell me it's going to come out of my pocket. When it's three hours old, I pull the plug. 
easy for these politicians to make the argument that it makes no sense to hold these town hall meetings because it puts the attention squarely on them and it takes a focus away from advancing the health care debate. But it's clear that for any member of Congress who chooses to walk into the lion's den here and attend a town hall meeting, the challenge is not only maintaining order but staying on message. We're live in Brooklyn this morning. Jay Dow, CBS 2 News. Yeah, what would you think about that? <laughs> well, there you go, man. People are upset, and they're uh, making their voices heard, and I, I love it. Uh, I see a, a grand awakening in this country, and um, uh, even talking to people in the line at the grocery store, it seems like everyone is starting to become aware. Dissatisfied and angry, and we don't deserve, because we don't deserve... Uh... What's been done to us, Frank? I mean, we just have so many uh, things that we could be doing other than protesting the government. And I mean, gee, I would rather be a monk if you ask me. But this is I think that, uh, you know, their plans are so diabolical that uh, they wouldn't <laughs> probably wouldn't last very long as one. Because I, I know that's going to what they do is affecting the entire planet. And I know that they're spreading uh, like depleted uranium around the world. And we already talked about what they put in the food and the water, the chemtrails. We've had shows on that and uh, many other people, uh, you know, have great authorities on that, too. We have links on the website to many websites on all these issues that are how we're just being attacked on so many fronts. And uh, it, the list just goes on and on with these people. They they don't care about us. They consider us below them subhuman they always have they have for centuries it's it's the same uh royal bloodlines uh, the same elite merchants and bankers uh um if you if you've never heard uh, all you good listeners out there if you've never heard of the hanseatic league then you you it's kind of difficult to understand uh, how all this began but you know uh, you, you got to know history and um once you do, and once you get to the, the core of what's going on and look at it through the eyes of the so-called elite, uh, that's what they call themselves, then, then you begin to understand why certain things happen throughout the ages and why uh, the, both, both sides of every war since the early 1800s has been funded by this international banking cartel that has infiltrated our government and is doing these horrible, uh, uh, un-American, unconstitutional uh, acts against us. Uh, and and uh, I, I see a lot of people beginning to take notice and uh, they're standing up on their hind legs and uh, telling their uh, representatives who are not representing them for the most part uh, what they think about it. That's what we need to do. That's the only way that uh, things are going to change because we're told that we have the right to to free speech, and yet we have chilling uh, the the chilling of free speech going on. Like uh, like I mentioned, um, the, and I'm going to this uh, give an excerpt from this article: uh, White House move to collect fishy info may be illegal. Critics say. And uh, the, on the White House website, they're saying that uh, to report any information to uh, flag at whitehouse.gov. Uh, but uh, what, what An Judge Andrew Napolitano, who's a Fox News analyst, I know it's Fox News, but I, I like... Uh, he's a great guy. Yeah. He's one of the only bright spots on that whole channel. Exactly. I agree with you. And uh, otherwise, I you know generally would call it faux news network. But <laughs> Judge Andrew Napolitano is a, a shining star. I'd love to see his contract. Really, see what kind of um, you know how I'm, sh I'm sure if you if he negotiated that contract himself, I'm sure he got the best deal. 
But uh, what he says is that uh, he, he said that uh, the White House is in a bit of a conundrum because of this privacy statute that prohibits the White House from collecting data and storing it on people who disagree with it. And quote, Judge Andrew Napolitano, a Fox News analyst, said Friday. That was uh, Friday before August 7th, I think. Um, and uh, what he's referring to is the Privacy Act of 1974, which was passed after the Nixon administration used federal agencies to illegally investigate individuals for political purposes. So uh, we must demand to see Obama's enemies list. The White House says they're not keeping one. This is according to uh, CBS News. Uh, CBS and they, they told CBS News that, uh, or their response to, um, I forgot the name of the other congressman who brought this up also. Uh, but uh, the, according to this report on CBS News, they, they say that uh, the White House says they're not keeping an enemies list because they only asked for uh, just the information. They didn't ask for um, who's, who's distributing this information. And that's a complete lie because on their own website, the administration clearly asked for us citizens to inform on each other to forward it or if you see a fishy email forward it it says so they want that email that you were sent that has fishy information and whatever rats who might have volunteered such information uh, they, they must really feel proud that they got to debrief the fatherland thinking that big brother cares for them and uh, and will reward them <laughs> But uh, really, the answer is is to correct the misinformation and uh, use more free speech and not less. So uh, the disinformation artist would have us think otherwise that you need to report on the government. But uh, what you need to do, if you don't like what somebody says, is look it up. And if you don't like it, uh, you know, see if the, if you can disagree with it on a factual or uh, uh, philosophical. Uh, reason uh, on some kind of basis rather than reporting it to Big Brother. Come on. I mean, and it's in violation, again, again of the uh, Privacy Act of 1974. That's, uh, if anyone wants to look up, look it up, the link's on the website, uh, theliberationstation.com. And, or you can just do a Google of uh, U.S. Code Title V, Section 552A. That's the Privacy Act of 1974 to see how, uh, how much the administration is breaking uh, breaking it or violating that particular law. Um, so I guess they're hoping that a, a bunch of us will be knuckleheaded enough to rat each other out so that they can put out these, these brush fires of freedom and liberty that are uh, cropping up across the nation. Well, if anybody doesn't like it, then they can just report me. I mean, that's what I say. If somebody doesn't... It, <laughs> Like, tell, tell it's that's, a big that's brother. That's what I'm saying, too. Um, uh, some people uh, might say, don't make yourself a target, but I, I want to make myself a, a flaming neon target. I, I mean, I just don't care anymore. These people have got to be stopped, and the only way to do it is for all of us to speak up and, and tell them no. That's, that's, our, that's our biggest card right there is our sheer numbers. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, well, we're already on a list. I mean, I would think so. There are so many admitted lists from the Department of Homeland Security, so many classifications of potential terrorists that uh, I'm sure we're on a list, but all we're doing is just putting ourselves in a higher priority, I think. So it's really not unavoidable at this point. 
Um, yeah, um, unfortunately, uh, a lot of people have been put on several different lists a long time ago, so uh, it's the time to worry about that is, is over, <laughs> if there ever was a time. Yep. Well, Frank, did you hear about uh, about uh, did you hear Alex Jones interview um, this week Kenneth Gladney, uh, who was the victim of um, at a uh, Obamacare town hall in St. Louis? Uh, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, I'm just paraphrasing this title here. Union thugs beat Patriot at Obamacare town hall in St. Louis from uh, Infowars. Did you get a chance to see that? Um, no, I didn't. I didn't see that. Uh, I'm. Uh well, I'm uh, in, in the dark about that one a little bit, Chris. Well, this is a, a patriotic American who happens to be black and was attacked by other blacks and uh, and white, uh, as far as we can tell. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. You know what I did? He was um, selling Gadsden flags, right? And, yeah. And uh, he was attacked, correct? Right, exactly. And yeah, he wasn't uh, doing anything but trying to make an honest dollar, according to his own words. And um, uh, he's got a legitimate uh, case, I believe, against some. Um, what was that group with the purple shoots? The SEIU. Yes, SEIU and Acorn and AFL-CIO, and the, they're all under uh, Acorn, and um, as well as the um, Healthcare for America Now. I'm sorry, I was earlier calling it Healthcare Reform for America Now at times, but it's healthcareforamericanow.org. And uh, yeah, they're all it's all uh, under this bill. You can see where they're funded by the by the taxpayers. Uh, uh, yeah, we need to I'll get into some of these um, breakdown of some of these uh, other more diabolical sections of the health care bill. Uh, but uh, first, um, if we could play that clip um, that uh, came out before Alex interviewed him of uh, Kenneth Gladney, a, a black American who uh, a black patriotic American who was attacked just because he was doing business, uh, engaging in capitalism, and they didn't like what uh, he was selling, the symbolism of it. Is this the uh, the fight at Russ uh, Carnahan Town Hall event? Oh uh, yeah, that's the one. I think that was it. I don't want to get involved in that at all. Oh. I better I better screen this because uh, you know because of any potential um, right I'm you know language in there yeah yeah I'm sorry about that that's my fault and uh, yeah that you can see that the, the <laughs> it, it, well for first uh, I guess we didn't get to play the part that that uh, they were they were calling him the N word. That's a that's a part that uh, uh, didn't need to be screened out, but I also didn't need, need to be played because it's so repetitive on there that that these blacks are calling another black the N word in a in a, in a very insulting way. So uh, it's just an example, you know. They, they uh, it just don't. It's just an example, a prime example of of uh, the chilling effect that uh, these mobsters. I, I guess these. You know, that's what they're. I don't know what to call them other than mobsters or gang members, low level mobsters. Uh, what they're doing to America, and they think that they're just uh, sticking up for the right to, uh, to uh, free health care, but they, they don't understand what they're getting themselves into. Uh, yeah, this is what Stalin called the, the useless idiots, or the useful idiots, I'm sorry. And uh, it seems that Hitler's brown shirts have morphed into Obama's purple shirts. Yeah, 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 CIU and Acorn and such. Uh, now, um, now, what's really in Obama's health care reform bill? 
a plain English translation. This is by Mike Adams at Natural News, dated July 30th. And I'll just start out at the beginning. Uh, break in any time, Frank, if you like. And, uh, and yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to check his uh, uh, breakdown out uh, on your website there, Chris. Uh, I, I got one from uh, another person okay. um, who, who actually uh, works for the healthcare industry, I, I've come to find out later. But still, his, his claims are, are right on. And, um, I, uh, of course, I, I don't agree with any plan that includes the health insurance industry, which uh, should never have grown to the proportions it has grown to, and uh, also at the expense of, of everybody who they claim to cover. Um, this this plan is going to ensure that everybody has some type of medical insurance or is going to have to pay the government some percentage of their income on top of what we're already paying them. And uh, they're just uh, nickel and diamond us uh, all the way to the poorhouse, man. Yep. Yeah. Any way they can. And uh, all the poorer we are, the less happy and healthy we are. Uh, now, page, uh, this is page 16, states that uh, if you have insurance at the time of the bill becoming a law and change, you will be required to take a similar plan. If that's not available, you'll requ be required to take the government option. So they're going to make sure that everybody is covered. And uh, page 22 mandates uh, audits of all employers that self-insure. So I'm sure that red tape will help. And um, being sarcastic here, I'm sure it will not <laughs> help increase the profits for employers. Um, your health care will be rationed on page 29. I, I have to, I really should uh, check that out uh, or get more specific on that next time. Um, next show, we, we talk about this and we take calls. Uh, but for now, in the waning moments of the show, I should uh, mention one more time, if you want to contact me, you can email me at uh, liberation underscore station at yahoo.com. Uh, let's see, page 42 says uh, that the Health Choices Commissioner will decide health benefits for you. You will have no choice, none. See, I'm just reading from the article here of some of the things that I've looked at already. Uh, oh, yes, every person will be issued a national ID health card. So that's it. Oh, yeah. There's that part, too. <laughs> One more piece of plastic to carry in your, in your wallet or your back pocket. Yeah, yeah, I really don't look forward to being scanned by some uh, criminal who has some scanner nearby me who can steal my identity, and yet we're being told by the government that it's going to make us more safe. To, uh, you know, to identity theft, but it's going to really worsen the situation. As yeah, if which, which has only gotten worse. Uh, every time they add a, a new layer that they say is supposed to help against uh, identity theft, it becomes easier and easier for your identity to be stolen. And then you have these um, boondoggles like uh, someone from the VA uh, losing their computer with over 2 million uh uh, people that are registered at the VA, uh, all their personal information in it. Uh, it I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, to, to make our records into uh, go into the electronic database is giving anybody who can hack into this the ability to take whatever identity they want. And that's what uh, Obama suggested, is digitizing all medical records within five years. Uh, and people would say... Yeah, and you know, um, when you called up uh, um, Radioactivity, Rob Lorai scoffed at you 
uh, yeah. when you said that a couple of months ago, and uh, you have been uh, proven correct on that by uh, uh, Mama's own words. He, he mm. even said it himself. And yeah, and, and well, his his reaction was it being such a loyal um, supporter. He said that uh, well, gee, that would cost a lot of money, wouldn't you think? And yeah, I agreed with him, but they don't care. I mean, just like they don't care about our identity theft, they don't care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, uh, they, they don't care about the $600 billion plus defense bill that they're going to charge us with this year. Um, and another thing he doesn't take seriously or he scoffs at is the Codex Alimentarius, his own Carol Roberts, who's on there on Mondays uh, with her natural health program that I like to listen to from time to time. She knows about the dangers that Codex Alimentarius poses, and it will go into full effect on the last day of this year. And uh, if, if it does, then uh, all of us are in real big trouble. Oh, my. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Well, I guess I'll just have to speed up my stocking up. Then uh, I'm a little behind. Oh, uh, yeah, every uh, according to Codex Alimentarius, vitamins and minerals will be considered poison. Well, and folks, uh, GMO foods will be promoted. And there's a whole litany of other things uh, to bring us under the, the World Health Organization and the um, Farming and Agriculture Organization, the, the two UN uh, organizations organizations that are sponsoring this Codex Alimentarius. Even, even the name sounds evil. <laughs> yeah, we've covered that a little bit, but yeah, we need to cover that some more. So we folks need to start stocking up on our seeds and our supplements, uh, uh, things that are uh, food supplements, uh, you, you know, things that are, um, I don't know, I, I'm stock, what I'm doing is I'm stocking up on things like bentonite clay, uh, food-grade diatomaceous earth uh, seeds, uh, a large amount of uh, wheat, uh, wheat seed, uh, kamut, kamut wheat specifically, that's the best, um, and other types of seeds and, uh, and grain. Um, and, uh, hey, um, where's a, uh, Chris, where's a good source to get that colostrum you were talking about? Yeah, you want to make sure, number one, that it's a New Zealand colostrum or, um, you know, because they don't, uh, they don't have mad cow disease there because of the, they let them free range and they don't feed the cows to each other. But, uh, yeah, get, um, get a New Zealand uh, product. I, I get most of my products, uh, my supplements through um, swansonvitamins.com, plug, plug, plug. But uh, just because they're really cheap or, uh, I mean, very good formulas. I like all of the brands that they carry. I like all the formulas that Swanson's uh, has devised themselves. And and uh, and colostrum, um, yeah, that's uh, that, that you can get that at health stores. Uh, that should also be kept in the refrigerator, I should mention, because they, they don't tell you that. Because it, it does have live bacteria in it, the, the good digestive enzymes. So once you get it, you want to put that in the fridge. Uh, or you can get it at your at your local health store. Um, the powdered form is usually the, the best value. Oh, okay, excellent. Yeah, it sounds really good. Uh, Let me stock uh, up from your show a couple of weeks ago, I learned a lot about that, and I, I hadn't even known about it before. Yeah, it's wonderful. That's uh, one of the few miracle foods that I, I know of, so I'm stocking up on that also. Maybe I should get a cow while I'm at it, or three. <laughs> but uh, things that, you know, <laughs> Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> or I need to get a goat, I think, too, because I mean, my, they don't want me to have a cow in here where I live. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> Just yeah, you know, more and more, uh, Chris, it's, it's looking like um, uh, eventually we're all going to have to have our own little farms and uh, grow our own food and become independent again, just like how it used to be in this great country. 
That's exactly right. And, and coordinating with our neighbors, uh, those who are willing to, uh, those in our neighborhood and who are willing to, uh, do, to do such a thing to maybe one person could grow a uh, focus on a certain crop. And I'm talking about, you know, neighbors that you, you trust and are like-minded and, and, uh, that you've gotten to know pretty well that maybe one person, uh, you know, that w- would, uh, probably evolve into a local economy i'm seeing if if one person or one household were to grow a certain type of a crop or focus on their specialty whatever they're best at and another person down the street would focus on uh, on something else and uh, that way that they could supply the whole neighborhood with a, a variety rather than uh, each person trying to you know, grow one of each thing yeah you know i'm i'm good at growing herbs like parsley and, and rosemary and and stuff like that I'm, I'm okay at growing tomatoes and, and some other things I'm, I'm still trying to, to work on but I think it's I think it's important for all the listeners out there to know that uh, gardening is fun and you should try to have a little garden and when you talk with your neighbors about these things uh, and they take an interest in this and they start growing their own things, then that establishes that community rapport that, that we actually need and, mm-hmm. and that's been missing from from this country for a long time because of that um, idiot box that uh, most of us have in the uh, living room or our bedrooms and uh, all the other distractions that are, are placed in front of us to keep us entertained while uh, all the merchandise is going out the back door. Yeah, yeah. People look at all the glittering uh, bling on the TV, and they forget about that uh, they might be out of you know the, the, the food and everything. Uh, you, you can see that uh, the supplies are dwindling as it is right now, and uh, we can get into the economic reasons for that. But uh, the fact is, it's happening, and uh, we'll have to talk about that on another uh, more on another show. The, the good examples of that. But uh, on the next show, I'll uh, I'm I've been uh, talking to someone. I'll have to. Uh, she, she's well known in the area, and I'll have to. Uh, announce it through the website and uh, the emails uh, that uh, she's very well known in the area for growing uh, things organically and I spoke with her last week uh, having met with her she's willing to come on the air so I can't quite make the announcement now but I'm hoping that we'll have her on and uh, and I think we will so uh, we'll be talking a lot about uh, gardening in the future and uh, things that we can things that we can uh, do that you might uh, that might surprise some people also, in the uh, in the waning moments here, the uh, health care bill, there are um, there's a provision, uh, in uh, uh, as I was mentioning in uh, on page 65 that says taxpayers will subsidize all union retiree and community organizer health plans. Examples of those are SEIU or United Auto Workers, Acorn, and and uh, and uh, uh, some of these uh, other community community uh, organizing organizers nothing against community organizers but i really don't want to pay for them with my tax dollars nor do i want to pay for abortions uh and as obama has um has uh, if anybody thinks that obama is not uh, uh oh gosh how do i put this is not uh well if anyone would think that that obama is pro-black, I would point out to the fact that uh, he signed on to UNESCO and helping funding with our taxpayer dollars abortions in Africa and China and other countries. So we need to be aware of that. And uh, that's, uh, oh, and he also did not attend the United Nations Conference on Racism racism as, uh, as one might have thought he would. 
Well, we're running out of time. Uh, Frank Hobson, thanks for joining us. Chris, thanks so much for having me on. I'm looking forward to your next show. Thanks so much. Looking forward to having you back. And uh, this has been Liberation Station with Chris Steiner. The website is theliberationstation.com. All take great care.